This is Packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And, you know, I don't think this is the uh, the matchup that we thought we'd be talking about when we had it circled on our calendars to start the season. But Packers Bills, Sunday Night Football, the three and four Packers traveling to the five and one Bills coming off of a bye week, looking like the best team in the NFL, having just beaten the Chiefs. How are you feeling, Perry? I mean, it's almost Halloween. Happy almost Halloween, I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> hot take. Halloween's like my least favorite holiday. So <laughs> yeah, so it's a bad weekend nice. for you, I guess. <laughs> um, yes, I, am, I have many a plans. None of them involve dressing up. So, um, But yes, we get Packers bills. This was circled on my calendar. As like the matchup that I could not wait for a potential Super Bowl pre matchup. And as the season has rolled along, the Bills have fulfilled their promise and the Packers have not. So this should make for a very, very interesting primetime game. All I ask is that the Packers don't get blown out. Right. I just want a good competitive game. I understand that they are the far inferior team buffalo bills are by far and away the super bowl favorite as they should be they're playing incredible football right now coming off a huge win against the chiefs before they're by kind of a karma game if you will and the packers are not living up to expectations so just go in and fight that's all i'm looking for yeah and i mean i maybe it's like the eternal optimist in me where i can't stay down for too long but and i don't know if it's like you know, the Rogers comments about, you know, guys need to stop making mental mistakes and they need to respond to adversity. But like, I've been feeling better about this game and maybe I'm feeling better about it because it feels like I'm going in with low expectations. You know, like maybe when the pressure's off, you feel like you can relax a little bit more. But I started to like, and I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's the ayahuasca or whatever, but Aaron Rodgers, like maybe I bought into the uh, this could be the best thing for us, because I think when you have that like relaxed mentality of like, hey, let's just go in and see what happens. We never know. Like the, I'm, I'm sure the pressure would have been on if the Packers were also a five and two, you know, six and one team heading into Buffalo. And we'd be talking about like, you know, this is a Super Bowl matchup in prime time and how the Packers perform historically when they're going up against teams that they see again in the postseason, like, you know, the Buccaneers or the 49ers. So maybe there's something to be said about them just going into Buffalo, being counted out so badly where they can get back to basics and play their brand of football, because maybe that's maybe the overcomplication of the last couple of games has been part of the problem. I told you I'm trying really hard. Maybe maybe you're right. Look, you're right. I I do think that, Aaron Rodgers historically especially plays his best ball with a chip on his shoulder when the Packers are underdogs. Um, I think I've seen a lot of comparisons to the Packers going into Cardinals um, last season without Devontae Adams. I don't know if those are apt comparisons considering the team is just performing like quite differently this season. But Look, we know what this team is capable of. The Mm -hmm. problem that we've been having this season is that they have not even remotely closely lived up to the potential that this team has. So all it takes is one game to get them to be where we know that they can potentially be. Now, if it happens to be in a primetime game against the best team in the league, wonderful. I'm not holding my breath, but... I do agree with you in the sense that like 
maybe this is the kick in the butt that they need. Maybe being an underdog is what kind of like lights that fire under them and they at least perform up to or close to potential. That doesn't mean that they win. That doesn't mean that they go in and dominate the Bills. But it just means, like I said, that it's a close competitive game to the point of I feel much better about like where this team is headed for the rest of the season. The trajectory. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I want to, I want to preface this by saying like, I don't think that the bills are going to slide. The Cardinals did right. They were seven and seven and zero. Mm -hmm. They, you know, undefeated team. And then they skidded and, you know, missed the playoffs and nothing, you know, fancy happened for them the rest of the season. Not saying the bills are going to do that. I think the bills are still the Super Bowl favorite, regardless of what were to happen if the backers shock them on Sunday. But I, I think, you know, it's only fair if we're talking about teams that don't look like playoff contenders to also talk about teams that do look like playoff contenders and how much can change in the playoff picture because it's still only week eight. And for as much as we've been, you know, discrediting this Packers team and saying, wow, man, they don't really have a shot right now at, at the playoffs. Things can change because last year the Cardinals were the Super Bowl favorite at this point in the season based on the record and how they were playing. We had all the maybe we're just better sound bites floating around and then, you know, we know how that turned out. So not saying I think the same thing happens for the Bills. I just think if we're going to discredit some teams and kind of count them out, we have to also be careful and say that every team in the NFL is beatable. You are right. It's an Evan, any given Sunday league. Um, so let's dive into the the matchup itself because there's a lot, I think, to talk about because <laughs> the Bills are probably the most complete roster in the league right now, um, maybe next to the Chiefs, but the Bills have a potential MVP quarterback at the moment. Josh Allen is everything. Not only is he like he he gives me kind of like far gunslinger vibes, but at the same time can run the ball down your throat. He is just such a dual threat. Um, they have a trio of wide receivers that is going to give this Packers secondary a test, right? Because they have not only Stefan Diggs, who might be one of the best wide receivers in the league right now, but Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, who are going to cause problems for Stokes and Rasul, whether they're on the boundary or in the slot, because they can play both. The only thing I'd say about this team is that like their run game is average, which they don't need, you know, a, a top tier run game because their passing game can light anybody up. But this offense is on fire right now, and it's going to give the Packers defense a hard time. I appreciate Wes Hodkowitz of Packers.com for this because he also, you know, approaches things with, I think, that same kind of optimistic lens. And But he, I was listening to uh, Unscripted earlier this week, and he said, like, on paper, theoretically, the Bills offense kind of matches up how you'd want it to for the Packers defense because of their, you know, they don't lean on the run very much. So what has gashed the Packers all season is these backs that can, you know, just just dominate yardage and time of possession and burn clock and obviously Josh Allen is a threat when he can throw a 98 yard touchdown to anybody on the field at any point and you know if your your secondary can't cover but we're seeing a more aggressive press man style coverage from guys like Jair and you know I know he got burned a couple times by Terry McLaurin but if the the secondary is able to play physical and they make the Bills kind of have to lean on some of their run game it could play into what we've wanted to see from this Packers defense. You're right. I mean, this Packers defense is built to stop the big play, which 
the Bills do very well, right? Like they always, I think every game have one huge eye-popping explosive play given all the playmakers that they have. So I would be curious to see what the Bills game plan is. I imagine they're going to be what we would like the Packers to be, right? And come (laughs) and just dictate and play however they want and like make defense adjust to them. But it will be a really, I mean, Stefan Diggs against Jair Alexander is a top tier matchup that I think anybody is going to be excited to watch. Stefan Diggs is averaging 13.4 yards per reception this season, aka he gets a first down every single time he has the ball in his hands. So I'm, and he already has six receiving touchdowns. So I'm expecting Diggs to get some. I'm hoping Jair gets some as well. It's going to be a quite, I think, evenly matched game. The Bills will probably try to move Stefan Diggs around given that they don't really want him on Jair as much as possible. So maybe Rasul and Stokes will see some digs, but he's going to be like, you got to stop Stefan Diggs. Basically you have to start there. Everyone else comes second because, but Josh has lots of weapons too. He'll throw it to Gabe Davis as much as he wants. If Stefan Diggs is getting covered, we've seen Davis get, a hat trick in games already this season. He loves his tight end Dawson Knox. So there's going to be, I'm curious how much dime that Barry is going to play in this game because they haven't trotted out too much dime. The base has been very, very nickel this season when they have come out in dime. It's they've actually played quite well, but they haven't needed to because they haven't gone up against opponents with this many receiving weapons. But that means also that you have to trust the one less guy up front to stop the run game, which to your point could be okay against this Bills team. But if they do play in dime, you know, who's going to be that sixth DB is also the question. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell in that spiral because I think Josh Allen, you know, you said Stefan Diggs is one of the biggest threats and he absolutely is. It's also Josh Allen, right? Like oh, he leads their he leaves leads their ground game with one more yard than Devin Singletary on 10 less attempts. So, if there's one quarterback, like we talk about the the Lamars and Jalen Hurts and the guys they can get out of the pocket to a you know, Josh Allen is about as good at it as anybody in the league. So, if he can extend plays with his legs, the Packers are really going to need to maintain their gap integrity and, yeah, you know, edge. yeah. And I mean, thinking about playing more dime, I think it's totally plausible. But then I started thinking, you know, Rashawn Gary is in concussion protocol. And if Rashawn Gary can't play on Sunday, can you really afford to take away any pieces like in support in that kind of front four front seven, because you're losing arguably your best guy there. And yes, I mean, the nice thing is, you know, Jaron Reed has looked good. Dean Lowry has looked good. So Kenny Clark has had more support this season than he has in previous years. But losing your best pass rusher is not good when you're going up against Josh Allen. Rashawn is going to do everything he possibly can to play. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad that he has at least like half a day longer to to get out of concussion protocol. But yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is not only a running threat, but he is really hard to take down. Really, really, really He'll hard hurdle somebody. Down. Yes, And not even just in the run. I mean, when he's sitting in the pocket, like he is really hard to take down. So he's not only like a dual threat with his arm and his legs, but he adds that element of, I don't know, sturdiness. I don't know what it is about him. He's He's huge. Yeah, he's he's huge. He's a Buffalo. They call him Buffalo. (laughs) So every other game going into this before this one, my thought was, okay, you get to the quarterback, you make it easier on your secondary. And I think that's like, 
your typical blueprint. I actually don't know if that's going to be a good enough blueprint for this game. I don't know if getting to Josh Allen from a pass rush perspective is going to be good enough to stop this team. I think you're actually going to really have to rely on your secondary to just make some plays on the ball against this Bills offense. Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, and the the tricky part is, you know, Josh Allen's not, it's not rookie Josh Allen like they saw in 2018. Like, mm-hmm. he's not giving the ball away anymore. He's got 17 touchdowns, only four picks. Like, those are really impressive numbers from him. And this offense in general is just really impressive. They're second in the league in points for. They're putting up almost 30 points a game. Most of that, like we talked about, comes from the passing game. They're fourth in the league in attempts, first in yards, second in touchdowns. Just I think you have to force the Bills into playing, you know, as much as we say the Packers need to play mistake-free football, I think they need to force the Bills into making some mistakes with which, you know, is is not something that they've really been doing this season, especially at home. I will it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Joe Barry does, whether or not it's dime or whether like you said they keep Devondre and Quay on the field the whole time. At some point, someone who's not if they're playing nickel at some point, someone who's not a DB is going to have to be dropping into coverage against one of these Bills' weapons, and that's going to be the matchup that Josh Allen is going to exploit. Absolutely. So either you're going to have to make some adjustments and give up somewhere, like we said, whether it's up front. I personally would rather have a DB on the field to cover a Dawson Knox than watch Quay Walker or Preston Smith right try to drop into coverage being asked to do something that that's just like not their skill set to do and once again get gashed by that because they've already shown like that's just not the way to win but you know maybe the db that gets brought in also gets gashed so who knows <laughs> <laughs> 2400 sports is an odyssey company 